Brother Rouse, preach the word of God. Let's give him a good Bendale welcome, this pulpit again this morning. God bless you, brother. Man, I wonder, would you lift your voice unto the Lord all across the house this morning? Am anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord today? I said, is anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Hallelujah. No place I'd rather be than to be in the house of the Lord. Come on, we serve a God that deserves all of our praise. Amen. We serve a God that is mighty, that is awesome. There is nobody like him. Jesus. God, we thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. How many come to have church this morning? Amen. Amen. No place I'd rather be than to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. I give honor to Pastor Moore. Amen. Give honor to Sister Moore. Amen. Praying uh, that God would touch her body. Amen. So thankful uh, for another opportunity to come and to minister and to just allow the Lord have his, to have his way. How many wants the Lord to move in this house today? Amen. You can leave different than the way you come. You don't have to leave feeling the same way you did when you got here, but you can leave here knowing that God has touched you, that God has delivered, that God has saved, that God has made a way even when there seemed to be no way. Amen. You know, I did, as Brother Moore was talking, I, I was thinking about my week, uh, I, which we preached here Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday was back in Picayune at my grandfather's church preaching, and Thursday night was at the home church helping them have revival. And then Friday, I had to get up early, and I had to go fishing Friday. So that was a pretty tough week. And Brother Bradford, we tore him up too, brother. Hallelujah. We had a good day. It was fun until we got home and was out there cleaning them until after dark. Amen. And uh, But anyways, God was good to us. And uh, so thankful. We came back in uh, Friday night, pulled in here. Amen. Spent some time around here yesterday praying and seeking the mind of the Lord. Amen. How many just wants the Lord to have his way in this house today? I said, how many just wants the Lord to have his way in this house today? Amen. My, my son, Braden, sent me a text, amen, and said, sent me a verse, and I'm going to say it wrong all morning. I'm probably going to say it nine different ways, but uh, Philemon, did I say it right, babe? Amen. Hallelujah. Something like that. Anyways, and so I just begin to read that and studying the Lord, begin to talk to my heart. And I just want to do my best to obey the Holy Ghost this morning. Anybody want God to have his way? Philemon chapter number one, verse number four. Chapter one, verse number four. It says, I thank my God making mention of thee always in my prayers, hearing of thy love and faith which thou hast toward the Lord Jesus and toward all saints, that the communication of thy faith may be effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Verse 7 says, For we have great joy and consolation in thy love because the bowels of the saints are refreshed by thee, brother, Wherefore, thou, uh, therefore, though I might be much bold in Christ to enjoin thee that which is convenient, yet for love's sake I rather beseech thee, being such an one as Paul the aged, and now also a prisoner of Jesus Christ. I beseech thee for my son Onesimus, whom I have begotten in my bonds, which in times past was not was to thee unprofitable, but now profitable 
profitable to thee and to me, whom I have sent again. Thou therefore receive him, that is, mine own bowels, whom I would have retained with me, that in thy stead he might have ministered unto me in the bonds of the gospel. But without thy mind I would do nothing, that thy benefit should not be, as it were, of necessity, but willingly. For perhaps he therefore departed for a season that thou shouldest receive him forever. Not now as a servant, but above a servant, a brother beloved, specially to me, but how much more unto thee, both in the flesh and in the Lord. Amen. Drawing your attention back to verse number 6. It says that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Paul said, I want your faith or your participation of faith to become active, to become effectual by remembering the good things, by remembering the benefits that are within you because of Jesus Christ. Amen. I wonder, would you lay your Bibles down? Let's lift our hands together one more time all across the house of the Lord. Would you help me pray, God? I come before you right now. God, I pray that you'd empty me and myself, my own ideas, my own opinions. God, I pray that you'd fill me with your holy anointing. God, I pray, God, that you would move upon us here today. God, that you would anoint every ear to hear your word. God, Lord, I pray that you'd bind up the brokenhearted and set every captive soul free. God, let your anointing destroy every work. and Let your anointing destroy every bondage, every shackle, every chain, uh, every fetter, every work of darkness that will try to hinder, that will try to stop uh, what you desire to do in this house today, God. Uh, Lord, we know that you are able, God, that you are mighty, and there is none like you, God. Uh, Lord, I pray that you'd use me as a tool, as an instrument uh, in the palm of your hand, God. I thank you, God, uh, for your anointing that destroys every yoke, God. Uh, and if any good thing would happen in this house today, Lord, uh, let it be said that it was because of your anointing. Let's clap our hands one more time. I wonder would somebody shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Come on, I wonder would you give him some praise in this house today. God, there's nobody like you, Jesus. God, I praise your holy name, God. You're awesome in your mighty Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Hallelujah. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Amen. I want to preach to you what the Lord's laid on my heart this morning. Amen. Just a simple little thought. Amen. Driven to action by God's goodness. Amen. Driven to action by God's goodness. Here in this letter, Paul is trying to stir up Philemon. And uh, he's trying to uh, remind him to uh, begin to think of the goodness of God and of the things that the Lord has done in his life. He, he says, uh, Philemon, I want you to take some time and I want you to... Uh, to, to, to recall the benefits that Jesus has wrought in your life. I want you to wake up and stir yourself and remember that God has been good to you and that God has wrought some great things in your life. Uh, this phrase, good thing, is translated from a word that means benefits. And Paul says, I want you to allow your faith to become active by thinking about the goodness that God has done in your life. I want you to allow your faith uh, to be put in motion by recalling the benefits of God. Uh, can I tell you, it's one thing to have to say that we have faith, uh, but it's another thing to put our faith into action because true faith uh, requires action. True faith 
requires for us to lay down our own ideas and our own opinions and to go beyond just mere words and just mere thoughts and begin to put our faith to work, to begin to put our faith into action. And Paul said, it shouldn't be hard for you to allow your faith to work in your life when you recall the blessings and the benefits that God has wrought in your life. And I believe that here this morning, we're preaching to people that know about the goodness and the mercy and the kindness of the Lord. I believe that sitting under this roof this morning are men and women that knows what it's like to have God move and work in your life way beyond what you deserve, way beyond what you feel worthy of. Why? Because it is the gift of God when he begins to move and work in our lives. He does not hold back. He does not restrain, but he gives of himself and of his goodness freely. He gives of his grace and of his mercy freely. And I want to let somebody know today if I could stir you up to remind you of the goodness of God, to remind you of the grace and of the mercy of God. I want to remind you today that we serve a God that is awesome and great and mighty and there is nothing too hard for the Lord. There is nothing that he cannot fulfill and nothing that he cannot accomplish. But when he begins a work, he finishes a work. When he starts a work, he does not relent until it is complete. He did not just merely robe himself in flesh and dwell among us, but he went all the way to Calvary, all the way into the tomb, and he rose again with power and victory and deliverance over death, hell, and the grave. Paul said, Philemon, if I could stir you up to remember what God has already done in your life. Because Paul knew, I'm about to touch on something that's close to home for him. He's about to have to decide how he's going to treat Onesimus, the runaway that left and has now come back delivering this letter from Paul. Paul said, I want you to understand that I, I know you've got faith and you've been good to us, but I want you to put that faith into action in this situation. James 2 and 14 tells us, what does it profit, my brethren? Though a man say he hath faith and have not works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled. Notwithstanding, you give them not those things which are needful to the body. What doth it profit? Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Can I tell you this morning, I don't want to have dead faith, but I want to have faith that is alive with action. I want to have faith on the inside of me that realizes that you can't just talk about bad situations and expect something good to come out of them. You can't just sit around and talk about how it would be good if somebody would do something about what's going on, but there has to be 
something that rises up on the inside of us that says I'm not just going to merely talk about it but I'm going to put my faith into action. I'm not just going to put my faith into words but I'm going to go beyond words. Hey, I want you to be warm and I want you to be filled but you can't do that without some food and without a coat or a blanket. Can I tell you it's got to go beyond just thinking about it but there's got to be some wheels that get put on your faith and you realize that faith without works is dead when you realize hey I've got to show my love I've got to show my faith I've got to show that I'm thankful that when I was lost in sin Jesus reached down to where I was and he lifted me up and can I tell you if he delivered me he can deliver you if he done a work in your life in my life he can do a work in your life come on I'm motivated I'm driven by the goodness of God to let somebody know hey God is able to deliver God is able to save God is able to pull you out when there is no other way just telling somebody well I see I see you got a problem. Just go. It's going to be all right. Sometimes when we're dealing with mental and emotional things, being told it's going to be all right, sometimes that's enough to encourage us. But when there are needs that have to be met, there's times that that faith has to be put in action. That faith has to be put in motion. And Paul said, the way that I want you to cause your faith to come alive is I want you to remember and recall the benefits and the goodness of the Lord that has been upon your life. Philemon, I want you to realize hey, that, that, that there is more, that there's something going on here. You need to stir up yourself. You need to stir up your mind by way of remembrance and know that God is doing a great work and God is up to something and God is working in ways that may blow our mind that we may not comprehend but I wonder what would happen if some men and women made up their minds God I don't want to just talk about it I don't want to just relive old memories just all the time but when I go back to those old memories I want it to do something to me right now in my present state I want it to drive me I want it to motivate me to get out and let somebody know, hey, God's goodness is not just for me, but it's for you right where you are. God's benefits are not just for me, but they're for whosoever will. And I tell you, you got to make up your mind. Hey, I'm going to put some action behind my faith and let my faith come alive. I'm going to have a faith that's on fire, that burns within me, that will not allow me to set still, that will not allow me to just go through the motions but it drives me to that next level it drives me to that higher call saying God move and work for someone else hallelujah I tell you here Paul understood that if Philemon could think about his past and where it was that God brought him from, that he could better appreciate Onesimus' situation. 
that now Onesimus has been born again of the water and of the Spirit. And he's come to make things right. He's come to do the right thing. And, and I, I want to let you know that a lot of times we feel like uh, a lot of people try to make us think or try to plant thoughts of doubt in our mind saying, well, uh, uh, the way you live your life is bondage. And the way you live your life, you're not even, uh, you're not really free, but you're living in bondage. And, and all these things that make it sound like it's just a one-way relationship uh, with God where God just demands and demands and demands from us. But can I tell you, this relationship that we have with Jesus is a two-way relationship. Can I tell you, it's not just us giving of ourselves all the time. But I want to remind somebody, I want to call to somebody's remembrance the benefits and the goodness of God. I want somebody to leave here this morning knowing, wow, God really does love me. And God really does care about me. He's not just expecting me to obey a big old list of do's and don'ts and maybe you can make it into heaven one day when you die oh but there's so much he gives me to enjoy today there's so much he's done for me for me to enjoy not only today but if I live another day he's blessed me enough for tomorrow can I let somebody know today we serve a God hey he motivates us by reminding us hey I've been good to you hey don't forget my benefits don't forget my love and don't forget my goodness toward you. Psalms 103, verse number one. This is the Psalm of David. It said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget not all his benefits. David said, you know what? There's a, there's a list, man. There's, there's a lot of benefits. Lord, I'm going to bless the Lord and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Oh, I don't want to forget his benefits. I don't want to forget his goodness toward me. And then he goes on to begin to make a list of some of the goodness and some of the benefits of God. He says, who forgiveth all thine iniquities? Who healeth all thy diseases? Who redeemeth thy life from destruction? Who crowneth thee with loving? And kindness and tender mercies who satisfieth thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles the Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed he made known his ways unto Moses his acts unto the children of Israel the Lord is merciful and gracious slow to anger and plenteous in mercy he will not always try neither will he keep his anger forever he hath not dwelt with us after our sins dealt with us after our sins nor rewarded us according to our iniquities for as the heaven is high above the earth so great is his mercy toward them that fear him as far as the east is from the west so far hath he removed our transgressions from us like as a father pitieth his children so the Lord pitieth them that fear him for he knoweth our frame he remembereth 
remembereth that we are dust. As for man, his days are as grass, as a flower of the field. So he flourisheth, for the wind passeth over it, and it is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto children's children. Can I tell you my days have a beginning and my days on this earth have an ending but the mercy of God is from everlasting to everlasting. Before I was there was mercy. Before I was born there was mercy and after I'm gone there will still be mercy. I don't want to forget the benefits of God. David said he's merciful. He's gracious. Look at all his loving kindness toward us. He heals our diseases. Anybody ever had the Lord touch you in your body? Anybody ever had the Lord heal your mind? Come on, anybody ever had the Lord reach down when you were battling with depression or anxiety? Come on, come on, this goes deeper than just a physical healing. Come on, there's people that God has healed your mind and God has touched you and allowed you to get up out that bed again and walk into the sun. And no, I don't have to dwell in darkness, but God's been good to me. I will remember all his benefits. Hey, can I tell you, this is only a sample of the goodness and the mercy of God but from everlasting to everlasting his mercy has no beginning and his mercy has no end it keeps reaching and it keeps reaching until it wraps you up and you surrender yourself to the will of God you know any of you moms and dads, amen, I know my wife has to remind me sometimes. She say, she's just a kid, you know. When, I, when, 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 they, when, they, when they make you mad, and you, want, you go get the belt, and mama meets you in the doorway. She, she's, only, she's only eight, baby. She, she, she don't understand, you know, just talk to her a little bit. And I, that's how God gets with us sometimes. When he looks on us and he's like, boy, I want to pull this belt off. I'm about, to, I'm about to teach him a lesson. And then he remembers they're just dust. They were formed out of the ground. And so his anger is tossed to the side. And that long-sufferingness of God shows up. And we're spared. And God says, you know what? I love you so much that I'm going to hold back my hand of wrath. And I'm going to show you some more mercy today. And I'm going to show you some more grace today. And I'm going to let you know, hey, if it wasn't for God's goodness, I would not be here. If it wasn't for the mercy of God, hey, there's no telling where I would be. But Jesus reached down 
where I was. And David tells us we serve a God that can take our transgressions. He can take our faults. He can take our failures. He can take our mistakes and our mess ups, our sins, and he can cast them as far as the east is from the west. Can anybody tell me how far that is? Can anybody stretch out a measuring line and tell me how far the east is from the west? And I tell you, you can't do it. That's how merciful God is. He says, I want to cast them out so far that they can't be remembered. I don't want you to even have to look at them. I want to hide them from you. I want to cover them by my grace and by my mercy. It's plenteous in mercy. He delivers the oppressed. He looks down at the oppressor and he says, you've had your, you've had your burdens on that one long enough. It's time for me to execute judgment. It's time for me to for me to tell you to let my people go. Oh, anybody thankful for a Moses? Amen. Brother Ford was talking about it already today. Anybody thankful for a man that wasn't just sent of his own imagination or of his own mind? Oh, but for a man that had a burning bush experience where God said, I got a work for you to do, and I'm gonna put my words in your mouth. You just speak what I tell you to speak, and don't worry about what anybody else thinks what anybody else says or what anybody else does can I tell you that here in the house of the Lord this morning there is the power of the Holy Ghost letting the adversary know let my people go let them loose in the name of Jesus you've been bound up long enough you've been discouraged long enough but we serve a God who has a list of benefits that'll blow your mind he has a list the benefits that makes the devil shake and makes the devil tremble. Why? Because God is good. Psalm 68 and 19 says, Blessed be the Lord who daily, somebody say daily, loadeth me with, loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. Now you ought to think about that for a minute. I said you ought to dwell on that for a minute. Hallelujah. You know, every day, he said daily, he loadeth us with benefits. He didn't say daily he gives us a little bit. But he said daily he just loads it back on there again. It's probably like Brother Bradford fixing you a salad in the back back there. It takes you two sentences to eat it all in. Can I tell you that's how the mercy of God is. That's how the goodness of God is. He says I'm going to put enough on there. Hey and if you don't need all that today. I got more for you tomorrow. I got another plate full for you tomorrow. It's of my goodness. And of my mercy. I wish I could get in somebody's mind this morning and tell you we serve a good God. He's not just a God of judgment. He's not just a God of destruction but he's able to love you. He's able to keep you. He's able to hold you. He's able to redeem you. He's able to restore you by the power by the power of the Holy Ghost. There is nothing. There's not one thing too hard for him.
Now, now there is a time when judgment is to be handed out. But God is long-suffering. He's long-suffering. He's not just waiting with a lightning bolt for you to mess up just so He can finish you off and wipe you out. But for somebody to ever get to that place where God has to judge them, there's no telling how many times they've stepped over the mercy and the grace of God. There's no, matter, no telling how many times they abused the long-sufferingness of God as He reached for them and dealt with them and tried His best to cause them to find a place of repentance. I'm, I'm going to tell you, we serve a mighty, 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 mighty good God and He loads us up. He loads us down with His benefits. Not just once a week. Not just once every church service. Not just once every month or once every special holiday but he does it every day he doesn't take a day off he doesn't call in sick and say well my delivery man was out today and I just can't get your benefits there hey but every day he hand delivers he hand delivers your mercy and your grace to allow you hey there's another space there's another day that God has blessed me with Lamentations chapter 3, 21 through 23 says, This I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. Now Jeremiah said, if I couldn't, couldn't recall this, if I, if I didn't have this to think about, I wouldn't have any hope. But I got a memory of the goodness and the mercy of God. And when I think about this, this gives me hope. He says, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Somebody say every morning. Woo. Great is thy faithfulness. I want to remind somebody today once again of the goodness and the mercy of God. Hey, Jeremiah said, let me tell you, I have hope because I know that it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. I would be gone had it not been for the mercies of the Lord. Not just once in a while, but every day they've been made new in my life. And that's what has kept me. That's what has sustained me. Great is thy faithfulness. Can I tell you, we serve a God that is faithful. Hallelujah. We serve a God that is just. Can I tell you, he has enough grace for each and every day that you face. He has enough mercy and enough compassion. Not only did he keep you yesterday, but he can keep you today. Not only can he keep you today, but he can keep you tomorrow. There is enough grace. Every day, daily, loadeth me with benefits. God's goodness. God's mercy. Jeremiah said, I got to be honest with you. If it was left up to me, I would, I, would, I would have already been consumed. 
If I'd have been left on my own, I'd already been done away with. If I'd have been left by myself, this thing would already be over. I wouldn't be sitting here writing this lamentations to you. I wouldn't be sitting here recalling the goodness and the mercy of God. Oh, but I realize it is because of God's grace and God's compassion, God's love toward me and toward you and toward us that we have not been consumed. And can I be bold enough to tell somebody this morning, it is only because of God's love towards you that you have not been dealt with and that you have not been destroyed and that you have not been consumed by this world but God has brought you here for this time and this purpose God has brought you here so that one more time you can hear about his benefits and you can hear about his goodness towards you and you can realize wow what a God I serve what a mighty God he is he loads me with his benefits every day. Oh, David. David said, it's not only for you, but your children's children. Man, ain't that awesome? Not only, man, not only is it for the next generation, but it's for the next generation. For children's children. Man, just, just keeps going and going. And going from one generation to the next, and from one everlasting to the next everlasting. There is no beginning and there is no ending. Would you lift your hands with me right now? All across the house of the Lord. My wife would make her way to the music. He I wonder would somebody reach out and talk to him right now. Thank you, Jesus. One step at a time. One day at a time, the mercy of God has pulled you, has directed you, has led you to this moment, to this time, right now. God help us in this house. God help us in this house. God, let me remember your goodness and let it drive me. Let it motivate me to minister to others and let them know God did it for me. God can do it for you. I'm putting my faith into motion. I'm putting my faith into action. It's one, one thing to say, I believe in God. You can look around at the creation as the good sister was talking about earlier this morning. And you know there's the designer. You know there's a creator. You know there's a God. But do you have enough faith to receive the word of God? Say, God, I receive your word into my life. Because if you don't mix faith with the word of God, it will not profit you one thing. Or you can have stacks of millions. But if you bury them in the ground somewhere and never spend them, never use them, you'll look just like a poor man, just like a beggar. Because you're not using it. What, is it. what good is it doing you? Oh, but if you could ever understand the depth and the height and the breadth and the length of the love of God, you would realize 
What a wonderful God we serve. Philemon was reminded by Paul. Go back. I, I'm saving the, the meat of the letter. First, I want to I want to I want to get you to to realize, Philemon, that God's done a great work in your life. I'm about to ask you to do something that's going to be hard if you first don't go back and remember the mercy of God that's been in your own life. You see, under the Roman law, Onesimus could have been punished all the way up to being crucified, all the way up to being put to death. Philemon would have chose but he said Paul said I want you to remember I want you to remember where God's brought you from Onesimus is not the same anymore he's been changed he's been born again of the water and of the spirit I, I have begotten him in my bonds he ran he came looking for some hope he came looking for something and Jesus met him right where he was. Don't forget where you were when God delivered you. How easy is it sitting in a comfortable chair, service after service, being able to give comfortably in the offering, God help me, Jesus, and then going home to a nice house and a nice car, having everything laid out because God's been good to you. How easy is it to take for granted that such was some of you? I was lost. But Jesus found me where I was. Philemon, I need you to remember. I need you to go back. You're blessed. You're highly favored by God. God's been good to you. But you got to remember where you were when I found you, when God led me to you, Philemon, and I led you to Jesus. You got to remember. Can I tell you this morning, the Lord has forgiven me, and the least I could do forgive others God has pardoned me the least I can do is pardon others I want to tell you there's forgiveness in this house this morning there's forgiveness in the house of the Lord I said there's forgiveness in the house of the Lord Psalms 116 verse 12 says what shall I render unto thee unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me. That word render means to give or to pay back. And the psalmist said, what can I give to the Lord for all the benefits that he's given to me? God has loaded you and me with so many good things, with so many benefits. Far, just far outside of mercy and grace and passion and all these things that he does 
loaded us with so many benefits. What can I give back to God for the benefits that He's shown me? For the mercy and the kindness that He's shown me? God, what would you desire that I could give to you? Deuteronomy 6 and 4 and 5 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one law. I shall love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Can I tell you, all God wants is all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind. God, you've been good to me. You daily load me with benefits. Where would you be without the long-suffering mercy of God? Where would you be without that everlasting mercy? Without that everlasting loving kindness towards you? Where would you be? Can I be bold enough to ask you this morning? Did you get here on your own today? Or have you been kept by a God that loves you? Did you make it this far on your own? Or can you look back and realize if it had not been for Jesus? You see, when you make it to the top, it's easy to forget how you got there and you begin to think, I've done this by myself. It's easy to forget about the hell and the chaos that Jesus delivered you from. It's easy to forget about where you came from when you've been living on top of the mountain day after day and year after year. But somebody needs to go back down in the valley and remember, hey, this is where I was when I faced Goliath. This is where I stood when it looked like all odds were against me. But God, When I think about the goodness of God, when you think about the goodness of God, it ought to drive you. It ought to motivate you to get up on your feet and run down to an altar and say, God, I'm repenting of my sins. I found a place of repentance because of your long suffering, because of your grace, and because of your mercy. Oh, God, because of your kindness toward me, you've given me a space. What do you want, God? You've been so good to me. He just brought them out of Egypt. He just got them out from under the burden, out from under the load, and brought them and was bringing them through the wilderness to that promised land that he had promised to them. He was bringing them out, and he said, what I want you to do is I want you to love me with everything that's within you. Remember, I am one, and there's only one to serve. Remember, there's nobody beside me. I want all of you. But how many days have we spent divided with our hearts, emotions, trying to serve God and trying to serve the flesh? 
trying to serve God and trying to serve ourselves, trying to serve God and trying to serve man. Oh, God, help me to find a place to pour out of myself. Oh, God, and to recall your goodness and your love and your mercy in my life. Let it push me to take action. Let it push me to go all in. Peter preached on the day of Pentecost. Uh, he preached it hard and he preached it straight. It's just because of you trying to crucify him. Some of you were the ones that said, let his blood be upon us, upon our children. In your ignorance, maybe you've said things to God or said things about God now you look back and say wow what a how crazy could I have been he said you crucified him you put him to shame on that cross but that's all right. God's here to touch you today. God's here to touch you. That same Jesus that you crucified, God has made him both Lord and Christ. Can I tell you, he's still the Messiah. He's still the Savior of the world. He's still the one that is able to save his people from their sin. And when he got to preaching, they were pricked in their heart. They said, men and brethren, what shall we do? What do I need to do? I realize I've made a mistake. What a loving God to robe himself in flesh. What a mighty redeemer to not send a substitute, to not send a fill-in, oh, but to come himself wrapped in flesh. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John 1 and 14 says, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, Full of grace and truth. Then Peter said unto him, Acts 2.38, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of sins, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise, the benefit is unto you, to your children, and all that are far off even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Can anybody feel the goodness of God drawing you to respond? Can anybody feel the goodness of God drawing you to respond? Come there's some that's already praying today, but there's others. You ought to make your way up here. You ought to make your way. Hallelujah. I see some of you at your seat. Come on. Come on. Come on. Find a place to pray. Say, God, oh God, when I think about your goodness and all you've done for me, it drives me to do something. It drives me to repentance. It drives me to make sure, God, am I right with you? Am I standing before you? with a clean heart and I stand before you with a pure mind 
Come on, I'm getting out the way. I'm done. I'm getting out the way. But the Lord is reaching. The Lord is pulling. The Lord is drawing in this house. Come on, He's dealing with your heart. He's dealing with your mind. Come on, it's time to let go and let God have His way in you. It's time to surrender your own thoughts. It's time to surrender your own feelings. Come on, as my wife begins to sing, let's pour out our heart to God all across this house. Come on, all across this sanctuary.
Come on, you want to recall his goodness. Come on, you want to recall his mercy. Oh, you've been good to me, Jesus. You've been good to me, Jesus. Oh, I might not deserve it all, but you've done it for me anyway. And I thank you, Jesus.
Anybody excited about the goodness of God this morning? Hallelujah. Those of you that are seeking after the baptism of the Holy Ghost, let this message be unto you. It's His goodness that's given you this opportunity to be here this morning. Because if the devil could have had his way, amen, throughout life into the darkness that we all groped and been there, amen, the devil would have took us. But it was his goodness, God's goodness, that's kept us to give us this opportunity. Let that be a testimony how much that God loves you and how much that God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost and the power of his promise and the benefits of his life in our lives, amen. I'll tell you, there's no greater testimony than that. The devil's a liar, carnality is a lie, amen. The, the religious world's a lie, amen. I'm telling you, the promise from God to fill us with the Holy Ghost not only to fill us amen but the Holy Ghost to guide us and to lead us and to comfort us amen amen to take the sting of death out of our lives amen to take the power and influence of sin amen from the past the present and the future away from us thank God for the long suffering of Jesus Christ thank God for the forbearing of Jesus Christ read what Paul wrote amen in, in, in Romans 2 and 4 amen it was in this amen it brings us to repentance if it hadn't been for the long suffering of God I'd have never made it to repentance. If it had not been for the forbearance of God, I'd have never made it to repentance. Hallelujah. Men looked at him strange and wondered, well, if I was God, I'd do this and I'd do that. I'd know that. But you're not, not as long-suffering and forbearing as God is. He goes far beyond all of us. Why? That he may bring us to a place of repentance. <laughs> so we can bring back that companionship and fellowship that we lost in the garden that he can be the God of our lives and the Lord of our lives and the love of our lives and the joy of our lives. Oh, how good. His goodness is running after me. His goodness is running after us. His goodness is running after us. How can it overtake us? It's pretty simple. If you'll just stop turn it'll overwhelm you it'll overshadow you praise God so sometimes all we got to do is just stop that's what repenting's all about all said none making 180 about face turn thank God for the goodness thank you brother Rouse what a beautiful and a powerful message in this house this morning preaching unto us I don't want to forget about the goodness of God I think about it often not only was his goodness amen to, to bring me to truth but how often since that he could have just thrown the vessel away but his goodness his forbearance his loving kindness just wouldn't do it he'd come running and picking up bringing us back thank God what a savior what a redeemer man what a presence the touch of Lord here this morning love you and appreciate you thank you brother Rouse what a beautiful job appreciate you thank you for helping us on the drums sister Rouse God bless you love you appreciate you man work doing for the Lord and for the kingdom of God so thankful for it here today as God works for us and moves among us 
Pray for those. Some are out. Some going to North Carolina doing, trying to lined up a man to go back to Africa. Let's pray for that work. Many souls in Africa. A lot of things going on across the lands. And we want God's favor. We want God's blessing as we help support there. We want God's favor and blessings upon that. The work of God can be done. The work of God. As we work here and others work in other places. Everybody's got their call in the election. I want to find mine and stay with it. And I will not be intimidated by any of the rest. Some tried it, but it didn't do them any good. I'll just tell you like it is. I want to be what God wants to be right here in Bendale, Mississippi. Win the souls and do what we can. Amen. To see revival. See a mighty move of God. I want to see souls born. How about you? Amen. I want them to experience, amen, the long suffering and the goodness of God. Hallelujah. We, we didn't get here by ourselves. God's got us here. Amen. Love you. Appreciate you. Amen. See you tonight, 5.30, prayer time, 6 o'clock service time. Let's pray together. God, you see this desire and uh, the request here this morning. The God that knows all things. The God that sees everything. And God, as we humble ourselves because we understand the long-suffering and the goodness. And God, this situation that Sister Buford's mentioning here this morning with earnestness and sincerity in our hearts, our minds, and spirit. For there's no one else we can go to but unto you and your long-suffering and mercy and kindness. The power to dispatch angels. The power to move upon others, God. To pray and intercede and cry out for the hand of God to move one more time. For the mercy of God. The power of God. To bring us unto ourselves like the prodigal when he came to himself. You help us God, help us individually, but yet as a church, to come to ourselves and come to our senses and know where our help comes from, know where our deliverer is coming from, where the benefits are coming from is no other but you. We turn our eyes, we lift our heads, we lift our voices because of my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. You'll heal our land. And so we'll believe in that healing touch. We'll believe in that healing power. And as a good evangelist said this morning, God, not more than just in physical, but in the medical part of our abilities, in the spiritual part, and in our hearts the healing would take place God taking out all the pain and the strive and the bitterness that the enemy's done his best God to destroy this body of believers but God your hand would move your glory would move and your perfect and divine will would be performed as we ask it in Jesus name and by faith and putting our hands together with thanksgiving I believe God that answers prayers amen when we don't pray them out of our own lives but praying for his will I believe it happens I said I believe it happens Praise God. Praise God. Love you this morning. Appreciate you. God bless you. See you tonight. God bless you.